Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Monday, March 8th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best in the business. He's been my dentist the last 27 years. I'll never go see another dentist. Again, 317-849-2933. We keep moving closer to NFL free agency. We keep moving closer to the draft. We see what the holes for the Colts are. What are those holes? Cornerback. Why? Because Chris Ballard has swung and missed twice in the last four drafts. In odd-numbered drafts, he takes a cornerback in the second round, and they wash out. Quincy Wilson, drafted in the second round out of Florida, really, really young, never got his feet under him, never looked like he felt comfortable in the locker room or on the field. Now he's a New York Jetter, he was. Then you draft Rocky Seen, number 34 overall in the 2019 draft. Rocky Seen, same kind of deal. Hasn't played terribly well, really, really young, and uh, a, a guy who hasn't gotten his feet underneath him. So in 21, are the Colts going to have to do that again? Are they going to have to sign a big-name free agent, or are they going to have to go get a guy oh, like um, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina? You're going to have to go get him with a first-round pick if he's available at 21. If you get him, you think you've got it all fixed until you don't, right? And if, if a guy like Horn then washes out, you're chasing this again in two years. And this is the problem with swinging and missing in the draft. And Chris Ballard has been really, really good. I mean, obviously, the 2018 draft, historically good for the Indianapolis Colts. The 20 draft. A good draft. 19 draft, a good draft, too. So it's hidden to crap on Chris Ballard. But when you swing and miss in the second round or in the first round, what you've got is a problem. And that problem needs to be chased down the road. And that's why making mistakes with the first or second round pick sets you back. Because you keep needing to spend money and spend draft capital to plug those holes. And that's what the Colts are going to have to do. This offseason, they're going to either have to draft a guy like J.C. Horn or you've got to go out in free agency and get a guy. You've got to sign your own guy in, a, in all likelihood in Xavier Rhodes, who you had to go out and get because Quincy Wilson can't play. So there's money to that cost. If you swing and miss in the second round, there's also draft capital in that cost. If you swing and miss in the second round, hopefully Ballard gets that position under control because it's one of the most important positions on the field. If you don't have the quarterback position ably manned, you're not going to get to the quarterback because guys are going to get open and break down coverage quicker and the, uh, the edge rush guys aren't going to be able to put pressure on an opposing quarterback. That's just the way it works. We'll see what happens with the Colts. I think it's going to be fascinating. I, I talk about it every day because this, how much fun is this? This is all kinds of fun. Free agency, about what, a week and a half away? The draft, about seven weeks away, should be a fantastic period of time to be an NFL fan and an Indianapolis Colts fan. Let's talk about the Hoosiers. Hoosiers lost their season finale to the Purdue Boilermakers. This game was not real competitive, despite the fact it was a nine-point game. Uh, 67-58, the Boilermakers win it, so they solidified their their uh, slot as the four seed. They get a double buy in the Big Ten tournament, which starts this Wednesday at Lucas Oil Stadium here in Indianapolis. Hoosiers, they're number 10. So the Hoosiers, gonna be, we don't know who Purdue's going to play on Friday, but we do know that Indiana is going to play the seven-seeded 
Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And that's not, I don't think it's a real good matchup for Indiana. Uh, we're going to find out on Thursday. Hopefully they're able to get the W, able to move on to that second round game against second seeded Illinois. But who the hell knows? And after that, I mean, if you win your first two games, you feel pretty good if you're Indiana. And they could beat Illinois. They took Illinois to overtime. So, uh, but that specter of what happens with Archie Miller still hanging over the Hoosiers and, and Scott Dolson. Scott Dolson's got to figure out what the problem is, right? It's possible that the problem isn't primarily Archie Miller and that you can solve the problem with Indiana basketball through means other than firing Archie Miller, potentially. Or at least you could fix all the other problems, then turn Archie loose one more year, see if he's a problem again, and then pay him the $3.5 million after next year instead of the ten point five this offseason. Does Indiana have pockets deep enough to make a change at the coaching position? You saw what happened four years ago, right? Illinois hired Brad Underwood. Illinois, a top-five team in the country right now, the number two seed in the Big Ten tournament. Ohio State, a top-ten team, and a, uh, a, a, one of the uh, upper seeds in the Big Ten tournament, as they are every single year. What's the matter with Indiana basketball? Is it Miller? And if it is Miller, it's not enough to fire Miller. you got to find the replacement, the guy, to lead that, that program. And don't hire a Blue Ribbon Committee. We talk about it all the time. For God's sake, don't impanel a bunch of do-gooder donors who want to sit around and vet college basketball coaches because it's their hobby. This is Scott Dolson's profession. He needs to do what needs to be done in order to make sure that Indiana has the basketball coach that that Blue Ribbon Panel deserves and that Indiana fans deserve. That's his job. It's not to put together a committee. It's to go get the guy. Go find the right fit for Indiana. And after the last three hires, Kelvin Sampson, Tom Crean, and Archie Miller, Sampson was hired from Oklahoma, right? Crean hired from Marquette, and Miller hired from Dayton. Let's not do that anymore. Let's find a different solution. Let's not hire Kelvin Sampson. Let's not hire Tom Crean, and let's not hire Archie Miller. Let's hire somebody else. Let's get back to embracing what Indiana basketball is and have it run by somebody who either played there or understands that Indiana is a little bit different. Indiana is different, and if you don't hire somebody who's different, you're going to wind up with Indiana being the same as everybody else. Doesn't that make sense? How doesn't that make sense? I don't understand how that doesn't make sense. Uh, Butler lost Saturday at Creighton, so they're the number 10 seed in the, uh, the Big East. And, and that's the way it goes. They played well down the stretch. They had wins against Villanova and Seton Hall. I, I thought they got better as the season went on, as they got healthier. As then their health became questionable uh, with Aaron Thompson not playing anymore, being out for the end of the season. I think Bryce Enzi had, had an injury against, uh, against Creighton. You know what? You've, uh, you wind up with problems. They're not good enough to withstand somebody getting hurt at, at those positions and still be a really, really competitive team in the Big East, good enough to go on the road against somebody like Creighton and win, even with uh, McDermott's sort of, Greg McDermott's uh, 
suspension and and weird disposition at Creighton as a result of his use of the word plantation a couple of times uh, as he addressed his team. Uh, IUPY's women, they get going today in the Horizon League uh, tournament. They won the Horizon League tournament last year. They didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament. They won the regular season championship of the Horizon League. Hopefully, they punch their ticket at Indiana Farmers Coliseum in the Horizon League tournament. They get to go. How about Macy Williams, a senior? Should have gone last year. Hopefully, she goes this year. What a uh, terrific kid and a terrific program. And uh, also, how about uh, Loyola winning the, the Valley? Won Arch Madness yesterday in a game over Drake. Hey, Here's the thing about college basketball. I watched a lot of college basketball yesterday, including Iowa-Wisconsin. What in the hell? I mean, how many times have you got to go to the monitor? There were like nine, and I'm not, I don't think I'm kidding. I didn't count them, but I'll bet there were nine uh, replay reviews, trips to the monitor for Boborowski and uh, th- that DJ fella, the tall, bald man. You know what? Stop it. For God's sake. You know, if you want ratings to go through the floor, do a bunch of stuff that nobody wants to watch. And monitor reviews, that would qualify. It was terrible. It was unwatchable, for God's sake. I just, I sat and watched to the end through obstinance more than anything else. I was no longer curious in the game. You cannot review everything, for God's sake. It was horrifying. It it was terrible. It, we got to get to the point where it's, you know what, this basketball, this isn't brain surgery. We understand that there are going to be calls that are missed, and that's life. In the Big Ten, Big Ten, Big big this, big, big cities, big times, whatever. You know what? Do your best as three officials. Make the calls as best you can, and let's get on with the game. For God's sake, it was horrifyingly bad. And it's got to stop. We've got to stop trying to get everything so damn correct. Get the right call. Make the right call. At the end of the day, who gives a damn? What are we, crazy? Do your best. We miss shots. We're going to miss calls. That's the way it works. Don't go. The monitors, throw the damn monitors away. Get rid of the monitors. NBA All-Star game last night, 320 points scored. I didn't watch a second. I, I like basketball, and basketball's played on both ends of the floor. No defense, no Kent. I'm not watching. Uh, but Domas Sabotis won the skills competition. Uh, Cassius Stanley got screwed in the dunk contest. That's the way it works. Doesn't really matter. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? You know what? And good for Domas. I guess you get a trophy. Not a bad thing. Hopefully, that converts to wins in the second half for the, uh, for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, birthdays being celebrated today. Brian Miller, Jay Caruso, David Cosine, happy birthday, Brad Schaus, Sean McCloskey, Mark Kelly, and the great Mitch Meredith celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, I think, should technology hold? We're going to do it from the vaccination site at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as I wait in line to get vaccinated for COVID. Can't wait. That's just the way the timing is. I don't think it's terribly interesting for anybody to watch. However, it's, uh, you know what? That's where I got to be. So that's where I'm going to do the show. 
That's the way it works. We'll talk to you a little bit later today, live from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway.